Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, everyone. I am super excited about today's episode. I know I always say that, but really, today is something very, very special. Uh, For those of you who regularly listen to this podcast, you may or may not know that this month is all about productivity with a heavy undertone, well, actually more like a blatant overtone of achieving said productivity through peaceful methods and feeling more at ease overall. If you know anything about this podcast, you know that I do not like people to feel shitted on or that there's a million things that they have to go and do after listening that are just more overwhelming than when they started. So that's the real focus this month in the podcast, peace and productivity. And yes, I believe that you can have them both. This past week was especially monumental for me in both of my businesses because I'm taking big, long, healthy strides in the right direction of simplifying, reducing noise and clutter and expectations, and just cleaning up a little bit. Um, I wrapped up some client projects I was working on. I'm getting ready to take on new projects and challenges, but I'm coming at it from a more clear place and not just being kind of caught up in the wave or in the rush. And I'm being very certain about what those next things are and what they're not. And I've made a decision to transition entirely away from uh, retainer work with my clients and only to projects. And so it's been a big process of transitioning and reorienting. And it goes hand in hand with what I've been doing with the She Built This group as well, which I announced last week, where we're kind of embarking on a long overdue streamlining and simplifying, if you will. And it's the same with my processes and my systems in my business. It's just kind of one of those months where it's like working on all the things that you put off all the other months for me. Um, And it's fun, although it's sometimes a little bit overwhelming and you know, I just have to keep focusing back on my clear goal and what I want to be the end result and committing to taking just little small baby steps every single day because you know what I always say, the only way through is through. And what I really want as a result of this month, November, is just to feel incredibly clear on what I want to put my focus on in the coming year, 2022, which is what my guest Shannon Baker and I talked about last week on the podcast. So definitely go back and make sure you listen if you missed that one last week. And I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I think I, I think I was a little rude there because I didn't give you a proper introduction if this is your first time listening. First of all, if this is your first time listening, fanfare, confetti, chocolate, Uh, Whatever you love most is just being like showered upon you right now, like as in a parade. And I sincerely hope that coffee isn't what you love most because that might be a really 
scalding hot shower. Uh, Okay, I digress. I'm going to keep my intro of myself very short and sweet and focused because I value your time. And for those of you who do listen regularly, I value not repeating myself. Uh, so my name, as I said in the intro, is Emily Aborn. I'm the owner and founder of She Built This, which is a women's entrepreneurship community. And you can learn all about She Built This and what we have going on at shebuiltthis.org. I really encourage you to do that because there are lots of ways to get involved and there's always something exciting there to help support you along your journey. We would love for you to be a member of our community and dive in. Um, I'm also a content writer and I help women entrepreneurs ideas and stories and words to find their voice. So what you end up getting on the She Built This podcast is like a mix of inspiring stories from women entrepreneurs and the people in their life who support them and marketing and writing tips that you can use, education, inspiration, and of course, lots of uh, babble from myself. So right now in She Built This, we're actually all reading in the VIP group, we're all reading the Mel Robbins High Five Habit together. And we're trying this out right now in the VIP group. Um, And if it goes really well, next year, I'm actually going to be trying to do a book of the month every month for and just offer it to the group at large um, to have kind of like a discussion around it. So to give you a quick synopsis, and I promise I'm not spoiling the plot line here, (laughs) Mel Robbins' High Five Habit is about high-fiving yourself every day in the mirror. I know it sounds really cheesy and really dumb, uh, but keep going with me here. The book is more than just like one sentence long because it's not only about high-fiving yourself in the mirror. It's all kinds of tools and tricks and brain science. And it's really written with the goal of helping us to see and celebrate ourselves and sink our teeth into the fact that we are enough. You are enough. I am enough. Yay, we are enough. And that's what you're kind of doing when you high-five yourself in the mirror. Like, you got this. You can do this. I'm cheering you on. I'm your biggest fan. Uh, So today, I'm on day 10 of this high-fiving habit. I've literally been high-fiving myself every day for 10 days, no matter how dorky I feel when I do it. And next week, uh, we're all meeting to discuss it. But I plan to add it to something that I do daily, even after I'm done the book. Like right now, I have a flossing streak going, which I've been doing for 336 days straight. Uh, and so I want to add the high-fiving to one of my streaks that I, that I try to keep throughout the year. What I really love about this simple practice is that it's effective in reminding us that there is nothing wrong with us and we don't need to look outside of ourselves for validation or add in another thing that's just going to quote unquote fix ourselves. And trust me, like I'm a big time fixer. I've had this belief that something is wrong with me as far back as I can possibly remember. But I'm trying to rework those neural pathways and um help myself to realize that I am enough just as I am. So my guest Lisa and I, we're actually going to get into this today and you're going to see how nicely it all ties in with productivity and peace. So often in the entrepreneurial world, we're marketed to with something that we're missing or something that will make us better. Or if you just do this thing, then you will be enough. And we always are just like, it's like we're seeking to add and perform and optimize. And I think at the core of a lot of this, It's not just about doing better in your business. Sometimes, of course, it is. But a lot of it is about accepting that you are already enough. And it's about recognizing that you don't need to seek for something outside of you to fix anything. 
Um, it's, it's really all about finding alignment with what's important to you and then working to reach that goal and implement those habits. And uh, as Lisa and I talk about in this episode, that comes first from understanding ourselves, understanding what works for us, and then accepting ourselves, letting go of this need to be everywhere, be everything to everyone, and meet every expectation under the sun. I just had such a fantastic time chatting with Lisa. I mean, we always have a great time chatting. Um, I love the quote that she shares in this episode by Sophia Bush. You are allowed to be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. It sums it up so perfectly. We can strive to be better, but you know, we also need to celebrate where we are right now. So when you come to terms with the fact that you're already enough, you are actually able to come at things from a better perspective, from a place of adding only when it makes sense for you and things that truly belong in your life. And probably my favorite part of this conversation is how Lisa explains her use of filters, what they are, how they can help us make decisions in our business. Um, So for, for those of you reading Mel Robbins' High Five Habit, For those of you who have already read it, I think you're going to see a lot of tie-ins and definitely walk away with some even more big ah ahas. And I'm really excited to share this. So let me tell you about Lisa. Lisa Zarotny is the founder of Positively Productive Systems, host of the Positively Living podcast, and she's a productivity and organizing coach certified in time and stress management. She uses simplicity, self-awareness, and systems to help multi-passionate creatives boost productivity, balance business and family and avoid burnout. When she's not sharing the wonders of decluttering and habits, she's playing music, drinking iced coffee, and watching movies with her husband and kiddos, or reading while trapped under a cat. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I just love when people share a fun fact with me. All right, without further ado, here's my interview with Lisa. Hello, Lisa, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Hi, Emily. I am so excited to be with you today. I'm so excited to have you. And for the listeners, this is take two because I lost power for take one. And this is also us rescheduling. So I have a feeling this is going to be like a magical conversation. <laughs> it is It is meant to be. Sometimes you have to have these delays to get where you want to go. And if that's not an awesome segue into what we're talking about today and what you talk about here on the podcast, I don't know what is. <laughs> I agree. Um, all right. So yeah, on that vein, um, to start out, I always like to hear a little bit about people's back backstories, like how and why they came to do what they do. And of course, any of those like juicy, messy middle details that you want to share. Basically, what was life like while building the bio that I read before you came on? Right. Okay. So uh, as Emily's already told you, I'm Lisa Zarotny and I'm a productivity and organizing coach. But how I came to be one is an interesting and uh, varied tale. And I will try to give you a quick summary, the best I can. So to let you know, too, I am a wife and a mom of two kids and two cats. And prior to all of this, I was also a caregiver for my mother. And that is really, I think, where the story of becoming the coach I am today began. And here's why. Because in that time, that I was caring for her. I was pregnant twice. So I had a baby and a toddler and a mom who had Alzheimer's. During this time, I was in survival mode. And there's no other way to describe it. There's no other way to sugarcoat it as much as I like to because I'm this positive person. It was a challenging time. And 
I was completely overwhelmed. So all of the things that I talk about today, you know, and I talk about and work with, uh, with my clients, burnout and overwhelm and frustration and not feeling like the person that you're meant to be and not showing up how you want to show up, all of those things I have lived. Mm. And the path out of that was actually one of saying, okay, I no longer need to be a caregiver now. I had done done my part and what do I do next? And my instincts, and I think we all have these, are to say, oh, okay, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? How do I, how do I um, add something now into the space? And there was something inside me that said, whoa, 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 wait, don't add. <laughs> Take a moment. It's time to clear out. And literally, I had like clutter and um, I don't things that I hadn't attended to. I'm mail and paperwork and and just stuff everywhere that I couldn't necessarily get back to where it was supposed to be just piled up around me so there was the physical clutter but there was also me just trying to process everything that I'd been through this the emotions and and the challenges and figuring out what's next in life and the fact of the matter is when you go through what I now know and I will call trauma like that, you have life lessons in front of you. Like you learn what matters. And all that mattered to me was that I was doing things that I loved and showing up as a better person with my family, with, with my kids and my husband and, and just creating in the way that I love to create. And the way that I did this was by first clearing a path, which I now know is decluttering inside and out. And so that's why to this day, even when we're talking productivity or anything else, I talk about decluttering because I know how important it is to clear a path for where we want to go. Oh my gosh, I love this. And this really couldn't be coming at a better time. My, um, my, I, I do a theme every month for the podcast, of course, and and this month is productivity, but in a peaceful way. Um, but my own personal theme for the month is no, like capital no, November, mm-hmm. where I already can sense we're recording this. Lisa and I are recording this at the end of October, and I can already find myself trying to fill in the empty space because I'm asking myself that same question. What do I do? What do I do? How do I add something into this space? So I really love that you started your building point from clearing a path and a space of decluttering and removing things. So let's talk about that as like entrepreneurs. Like what does that look like as business owners? Because I think that we do find ourselves in this place where it's not time to add, it's time to kind of like weed out and and remove things. So how do you sort of help people identify what those things are? So uh, there's a couple things that you're describing here that I, I think is important to consider. So this idea of adding all the time, we do this naturally, don't we? Because when we see a space, we want to fill it, whether you're looking at your calendar or you are looking at like the platforms that you're going to be on in terms of social media, right? Or an element of what you believe your business needs. This happens naturally because we are collaborating. We may be working with coaches. We're talking to other business owners. We are researching and, and, 
learning as much as we can about what we're trying to do. And what's the first thing that you see? Like, it's just so natural with everyone, even other business owners to say, oh, try this. You got to get on this platform. Are you, what are you using for your podcast? What's the equipment that you have? Right? Isn't that like a natural thing? A hundred percent. I think it's really prevalent in the entrepreneurial world where, and a lot of times I think marketers tap into that and say like, well, their pain point is I can make them feel like they don't have enough without this thing. Bingo. Exactly. Thank you so much for using that word. I truly believe that so much of what I call the clutter that we take on, and that's that stuff kind of piling up comes from this feeling of not enoughness. Do I know enough? Am I am I ready to do this thing? Do I have the information I need? And I have to say, uh, and this is something that Carol Cox and I talked about on the podcast as well, that women especially kind of feel this, oh, I have to have all the certifications. I have to have the right equipment. I have to have this specific collection of things, if you will, before I can step into the coaching role or, you know, become the entrepreneur that I want to become. It's, it's challenging for us to take imperfect action. And I think it's challenging to take action that really feels authentic to us. And that brings us back around to, okay, how do we get all the stuff and, and how do we reduce it essentially, right? And subtracting instead of adding. And I mean that in the best way possible. I mean that in finding the right amount for you. It really might, the word that I like to use more is optimize. You want to find what makes sense for you, what you have the bandwidth for. So you asked before, how do we figure that out? There are so many different ways in terms of uh, how we can create filters, but they all come back to one thing. That's you. Knowing yourself that can come from your core values, what really matters to you. It can come, especially from a business standpoint, your mission statement. Do you have that set? Do you know why you're doing what you're doing and what your purpose is? And once you get very clear on that, all of your processes, right? All of the things that you do, the steps you take, the things that you use need to point back to that. And if they don't, that's how you figure out what belongs and what doesn't. Yeah, that that why and going back to the mission is really such a guiding light when it comes to what you make your like how you make your decisions. So I really love that you said that. So I kind of want to backtrack a tiny, tiny bit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, How do you help people with that mindset and getting over some of those internal obstacles around feeling that they're enough? This is this is such a, a big question, not just a good question, but a big question because there are many areas that you can come at this, okay? We talked about understanding core values and and mission and things like that, but the other element to creating filters is also understanding you and how you tick, what your personality is, how you approach things, how how you're motivated, right? What drives you? So th- the biggest part of accepting yourself is first understanding yourself, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, definitely. So given that, that's one of the first things we do. And it 
seems surprising because as soon as someone says, okay, I need to be more productive, right? I I need help with my time management, they'll say. And I want to be able to do things, do the things that I, I love to do and still carve out some time for me. Let's work together. The first thing we talk about is not actually, okay, what planner are you going to use or, or how are we going to calendar these items or how does this to-do list work for you? The first thing we talk about is, well, let's talk about your personality and how you show up best and where your challenges are. What we're doing is creating alignment. Mm-hmm. And that's like critical because once you understand how you work best, you come up with the ways to get from point A to point B, how you work best to the things that you need to achieve that, again, are connected back to your mission. And you create those steps that are essentially habits. That's what I'm doing with you. We are figuring out who you are and understanding there are so many people like you and there's so many ways that you can do the things you want to do. There is such a freedom in learning that, you know, um, time blocking in the traditional way is not for you. I think the first thing we, we tend to do whenever something doesn't work for us is put the blame on ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you're so right. We try to seek solutions that are working for other people and not even, and then beating ourselves up about it when it doesn't work, when we haven't even taken two seconds to realize, well, do I even like this system? You know? Yeah. Or is it meant to work for me? I've had so many people come to me, you know, looking to declutter and to simplify, and they've tried Marie Kondo's method of of organizing, right? And nothing wrong with her system. So for the people who've done it and it's worked for them, they sing its praises. And then others are like, it didn't work. But instead of saying, that's not the right system for me, they say, what's wrong with me? Yeah. So that's the first takeaway today, please. It's not you. It's, it sounds like a breakup, right? So it's, <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Well, I want you to think of those systems as saying that. You have to find the right ones for you, the right habits, the right systems, the right platforms. Those are the questions that we need to be asking. How is the fit? It's it's like trying on the wrong size clothing and being like, oh, I'm the wrong size. Uh, no, <laughs> it's the clothing that's not the right size for you. So it's that perspective. So what do you think has been the biggest shift uh, for your own business, I guess, when it comes to this process of applying filters and simplifying and and really just allowing yourself to embrace your own style? So first of all, it's the fact that I walk my own talk. (laughs) And I've also stumbled along that path as well. I love having these conversations because the first thing I'm going to do after you and I are done is take a look at what I've been doing and be like, am I still walking my own talk here? Is there something I could be letting go of? It's like a constant reminder to me to filter through and to make sure that that I'm careful with an intentional, I think that's my my better word here that I absolutely love, intentional about what I'm allowing in. Because I am multi-passionate and excited and I love trying the things. And, and there's a beauty in collaboration and getting ideas and inspiration from others. But being very selective about what you bring in, I think that's the biggest shift for me is that when I do that, I find such flow and such ease with what I do. And it's also a place of looking at maybe what we believe in or what needs to be done for the benefit of our business and then being able to say, 
And how would that look for me? And I'll give you a great example. Instagram's like, hey, we're going to go after TikTok here and become a video platform primarily, and you're going to have to do reels. And I'm like, no. But I said, okay, it's going to be important for my algorithm to get the word out for people to see me, right? And I want to get my message out there. So I need to do this. But what would it look like for me? So there's lots of ways people have done reels. And there are many, many ways that you will not see me doing them. (laughs) I found the ways that were right for me. And one of them is just very short, very funny, goofy sound bites, quotes from movies and things like that, where I lip sync to them. And it sarcastically makes a point about the topics that I talk about all the time. And I actually have a blast doing it. So there you go. That's just one example. You are one of the people I see doing reels. And I'm like, okay, these are great. And they are so short and sweet. Like I will never watch. Well, I shouldn't say never, but I don't enjoy like I just wrangled my husband into the living room and now we're dancing like we're on like we're on a Broadway musical, which has nothing to do with my business at all. I'm just showing you my dance moves in a prairie dress. I'm like, no. (laughs) so all that to say yours are great thank you okay I definitely want to get back to the multi-passionate thing Mm -hmm. but before we do I just want to give some tangible really tangible examples of what is okay to let go of like what are some things that you've seen your clients let go of that can inspire people listening that these are things they could consider letting go of right off the off the top of my head, the first one immediately I have seen so much is letting go of this perception that you need to be on all the social media platforms, that you're going to miss out somehow. The FOMO thing right there. If, if nothing else, you walk away with understanding that you can pick your favorite, match it up to your people, and have fun with it, and then all the rest is just gravy you are good to go. So right there, that's a huge one. That's one of the first things that we talk about is what are you thinking about? Like that you need to be everywhere. Who told you that? You don't. And as a matter of fact, you are not going to be as productive. You are not going to show up as consistently. And that consistency goes back to the habit, right? The habit of being where you need to be and and giving the information that you need to give and connecting with the right people. So that's like, number one off the bat. I love that. And when just social media specifically, like I know people might say, oh, well, if I I just schedule the post and it goes to here, 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 and here. But what you don't realize is that like it's social media and you need to do a little bit of interaction. So you can't just post and ghost. So you're right. It does take a commitment to like which platforms can I commit to showing up on and interacting with the people because otherwise I'm, I'm not really sharing my message in the most effective way. So I love that one. Yeah. And that's so important that you talk about the fact that it's social media and that, again, it goes back to what are we trying to achieve here? We're trying to build relationships and we are trying to make true connections and post and ghost is not going to work. So where do you want to build those relationships. And so, for example, for me, my favorite place to be is Instagram. And I love the the interactivity. I love the visuals. I'm, I've come to like the reels. Who knew? <laughs> and then I also like time in Facebook groups, again, because that's where I make the right connections with the right people. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one place that you can let go of. 
the other place, this is maybe a little less specific, but we can come up with specific examples. But it's this idea of the expectation of others. And it's, it's like I said, an overarching concept, but every single client comes to me with this. It's this idea of coming at something because it's an obligation or an expectation and not because you truly see the value in it. Mm, I love that. One example is family, right? Families have certain expectations because, and this is going to be a tough pill to swallow maybe, but stay with me. I promise you it's going to be okay. You show people how to treat you. You show them your boundaries and you show them what to expect from you. Yeah. Um, I think it comes, like, it, it also comes down to things that you... Oh, sorry. I totally lost my train of thought with the family. <laughs> I started thinking about my family and all the ways <laughs> that, that they expect things out of me. Yeah, well, there you go. But I think that that <laughs> proves the point. And, and see what just happened there? So many expectations that they have. And what do they do? They take away your focus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. We'll leave that. We'll leave that uncut. <laughs> There you go. I mean, and and that's what happens is that people have an expectation of what you've done in the past. So it is true that when you are starting to make adjustments and you're like, I've overextended myself, this is more than I can handle and I need to step back, you will likely have pushback. And that's why it's so incredibly important. And this is what I I work with on my clients to get back to your why, because the why will continue to drive you forward, even when the going gets tough. And the simplicity of habits of saying, okay, here's what I'm doing. These are the small steps that I'm taking. And it's the same thing, even with family, creating boundaries, things like that. You know, being very clear with them and engaging and communicating with them. But I think it's those expectations and obligations that really throw us because they're what take away our focus, just like you gave us that example. And they're, they're what add on all these things. So case in point, if, you know, I'm talking about uh, people who are the ones who are normally cooking dinner for everyone is letting go of the the need to do that all the time, but getting back to the why behind the expectation for it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So case in point, if I'm working with a mom, let's say, and they're like, but I want family dinners. Like you can bond with your children over pizza that you ordered just as easily as you can over a five course meal. The kids to, will probably be happier too. <laughs> well, there you go. It's like you, again, it's, it's that idea of being creative about how to get where you want to go or to get the effect or the thing that you value. Yeah. And, you know, or, you know, if you want to have a connection with your spouse or your partner, maybe you say two nights a week that you have dedicated that you're going to get together. And then the other nights you have the freedom to get your work done. So you don't feel like you're neglecting on either side. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Like really strategizing some of those out of the box approaches. Exactly. All right, let's go back to multi-passionate because I fall into this category as well. Um, So for the multi-passionate amongst us, do Mm -hmm. you believe that we can do it all? I believe that you can with a few caveats. 
And I think the key is that you can love it all and you can embrace your multi-passionateness. <laughs> I think you can embrace being the person that you are. And I, I think it's so important. And it's the reason that I bring it up and that I serve multi-passionates because so often I can see the societal pressure to pick one thing niche down, right? And it, it feels like there's so much pressure to not embrace that love of all the things that I want to encourage it. Here's where the caveats come in. You have to work with the right principles of energy management and priority management. I think you can do it all. You just can't do it all like all the same time. You know what right, I mean? Right. Uh, you work with your limits. You get creative on what that means. Just like we talked about, like, okay, so here's something that I love to do. I love to play music. Uh, maybe I can't be in a band that meets every week and performs all the time, but I can go out and do karaoke or I can be, you know, a substitute member on specialty performances or something like that. You know, you, you, you think about different ways that you can connect to the things you're passionate about that will work for your limits and ways that you can leverage the, the productivity techniques once you understand yourself. So again, it can't all be done at once, but when you understand these principles and you understand you, you can find ways to connect to each of them at the right time and in the right way. Yeah. And I think a lot of times if you really look at it, the multi-passionateness, um, it, it tends to have some sort of connective thread, you know, and not always, not mm -hmm. always, but a lot of times it has a connective thread. And so it's like sometimes I think it's a matter of tying those things sort of together can help you. It just helps you breathe a little bit more when it comes to trying to do it all, because you're still working towards that big why and that big mission. You know, you might just be doing it in different ways at different times. Absolutely. There are definitely ways that you can say, well, I, you know, I love these two things. How can I put them together? Yeah. You know, I love doing art and I love teaching. Okay. I'm going to host paint parties. I don't know. I'm just, you know, throwing out examples, but the point is that, uh, you can definitely do things that are efficient because they touch upon both. But the other side of it too, and I think this goes into the energy management that is so incredibly important. It's, it's much more than time management. We don't manage time, we manage ourselves. And when we understand that something, I use music as an example because it's specific to me. This is a, a very personal example. I love music. I need to have it in my life and it does energize me. It does change my mood. And actually the links to productivity are significant and scientific, but I can't always do it in the same way. So then I say, let's make a habit of incorporating music into my life. How are we uh, going to do that? And sometimes my family and I are playing music together. Sometimes I'm practicing my guitar. Sometimes I'm just popping open Apple Music and I'm making sure to crank the tunes in between my appointments. Yeah, There's just so many different, or I'm singing a lot in the car. If you ever go on a road trip with me, you're going to get a concert. So, you know, <laughs> it's all those different ways to make sure that you're bringing in what you love because it's so incredibly important to nourish you and light you up to make you even better when you go to the other things that you're doing. Um, all right. So I always, I love to ask my, my guests this question. Is there a question I didn't ask or that podcasters don't ask or that people don't ask that you wish they did? 
I would say there there are two things that are coming up for me. And of course, this is just so me when you're like, what's one thing? And I'm like, don't ask me for one thing. I'm multi-passionate. But so one of the first things that I love to focus on, I do this on my own podcast, is what can we do next, right? That's a big part of it. It's like, what's that very next step? Because we can feel overwhelmed sometimes. And I think you do a wonderful job of saying, let's keep this simple. Don't worry, you got this. But even so, when we're super overwhelmed and we like an idea, it can still feel like, uh, what do we do now? You know? So I would say the next thing you do is have some fun taking some quizzes, some like uh, the Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Uh, I also recommend the Big Five, and that is a sliding scale personality quiz. So you see percentages of like your extroversion and introversion and things like that. Start taking some of those quizzes for a little bit of fun. Talk to some people that you know about the tendencies they see. Journal out, uh, you know, do some core values work. I actually have worksheets, free worksheets on, on all of these things to help you get to know yourself a little bit. So I would say that's the the question and the answer that I, I love to ask is the what's next. And the other part of it is a reminder. And a, a quote from Sophia Bush is that you're allowed to be a work in progress and uh, and a masterpiece simultaneously. It's such an important reminder, right, that we can keep striving for better, but I want you to celebrate in this moment where you are, what you're doing, what you've accomplished. I love that. And it it ties in perfectly to my next question because you do this so well with your podcast. And I would love for you to share like what conversations and themes you focus on with your podcast, as well as how people can find uh, that and you and these great downloads um, on online. Okay, so with my podcast, it's the Positively Living Podcast, and the themes are really what I talk about and part of what we've touched upon today. Simplicity, self, and systems are like the main themes, and the mantra of my business, Positively Productive, is to do less, live more and breathe easier. And that's what we talk about on the podcast and anywhere else that you're going to find me, including my reels. And if you do want to check out these reels, you can go to Instagram and I'm at at uh, positively underscore Lisa. And I'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes as well as the ones for your um, resources, because I think people are going to have a lot of fun digging into who they are and, and taking those quizzes. I agree. And I love that you use the word fun because at the end of the day, that's what this needs to be for us. And it can be even when we're working hard, when we are, you know, making an effort in some way, the fun and the flow go together and it can all work together so beautifully. Oh my gosh. I so agree. If we're not having fun doing our businesses, (laughs) then there's no point. (laughs) Exactly. All right, Lisa. Well, thank you so much. This was fantastic. And of course, I'll be watching all your reels and staying connected with you through your podcast and and our conversations online. So thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. It's my pleasure. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.